You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I wore a particularly ugly T-shirt for you today. So. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Of course, you know what to do, right? If you uh, if you like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists, discover those new ones, all the usual places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, at uh, nprwfpk.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Some of my recent guests have included uh, the director of the uh, Hunger Games prequel, Francis Lawrence. I had Neil deGrasse Tyson on here, Dolly Parton, Rufus Wainwright, Gavin Rosella Bush, Johnny Marr of The Smiths, Art Alexakis from Everclear, Paul Rogers of Bad Company. We talked with The Kills. Uh, Japanese house Brandon Flowers of The Killers and the folks behind shows like uh, Lessons in Chemistry and uh, Pain Hustlers. Uh, just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. In fact, uh, speaking of subscribing, also this month, uh, we're sort of on a mission, right? We want to spread the word about the podcast, about Kyle Meredith with uh, as far as we can get it out there. And you, as it turns out, are our secret weapon. If you love this series, Really, as much as we love bringing it to you, we need you to hop over to Apple Podcasts. Hit the follow button over there. Leave us a review. Uh, not only is it a really quick, easy way to show your support, but it'll also give you a chance to win some exclusive Consequence merch. You just head to the link in the show notes, submit your info along with a screenshot of your review. So again, uh, head to the link in the show notes, submit your info along with a screenshot of your review that you've left about this series on Apple Podcasts. 
We'll be shouting out our winners in December, so make sure to follow and review soon. And thanks for all your support in helping the uh, Kyle Meredith with podcast grow. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm so excited to have him back on the show, Mike Mills of uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, R.E.M. We're going to be talking about the uh, 25th anniversary of their album, Up. This is an album that means a whole lot to me. I was... uh, I was I was you know in my junior senior year of high school when it came out. Those are really formative years for us, right? And I'd been an REM fan for the entire decade, but there was something about this record. Most there was a lot of people, a lot of old REM fans, got turned off because it was it was an electronic record. This was their first album that they did after drummer Bill Berry had left the band. They had already been planning on making an electronic record, but it did push it more in that direction. But uh, the lyrics, the sound, I was all in. And as I joke with Mike, I've waited 25 years, basically, to do this interview uh, right here. So we're going to talk about uh, the difficult circumstances uh, in which the LP was created, uh, how they found the sound, and we'll hear some stories behind songs Airport Man, Sad Professor, Day Sleeper, and Hope. Uh, Mike's also going to talk about why they decided not to include the demos on this deluxe package. They've done that in the past, uh, while also confirming, as he says, there are plenty of unheard songs in the REM vault. We're also going to chat about the band's recent resurgence in the popular zeitgeist. From the covers, uh, like uh, like uh, Mickey Dolenz of The Monkees just put out, as well as Soccer Mommy, as well as the use of their music on the TV series The Bear. Uh, and we get a little-known story about uh, having to remix their debut album, Murmur, after their, uh, their first record label tried to uh, make sure it had that 80s sound at the time. That was all in vogue. All that and more, we're talking the 25th anniversary edition of Up. It's Kyle Meredith with rem's mike mills hello there i uh, man three a week that's that's hard work yeah it's you know and all, all the rest of them are just me biding my time to get back around to when you guys have another anniversary coming up so i can do another rem interview so thank you <laughs> this time we get to talk about a little record called up came out in 1998 it is my favorite rem record whoa okay yeah and um now now whether it's the best rem record i think that's a different thing you know whatever that means but it's my favorite it's the one that means the most to me it's um it's an album that doesn't get talked about enough and probably an album that when it does get talked about i always feel gets is a misunderstood record and i don't know you know we, we so there's a new deluxe edition it's got this great live album that goes along with it from the uh, the party of five uh show but uh, but just kind of going back there before I get too deep in it, you know, I I don't want to project too much. So I just want to kind of open it up to you. 25 years later, for all this record was, what does it mean to you? Um, well, it's really it's kind of a powerful record in, in terms of memory because it was made under such difficult circumstances. Um, you know, the story's told and known that that Bill had left the band and. Uh, you know, we were already leaning towards making a more electronic machine driven record. Uh, obviously, Bill's leaving accelerated that process. But, um, you know, it was a record. Most bands would have been smart and taken a little time off and, you know, regathered themselves and and determined how they were feeling after losing a member. But uh, we, we were a stubborn bunch. And we said, you know, we've already started this record. We got demos. We got songs we like. Let's just do it. And so we we made a, a really remarkable record under remarkably difficult circumstances, especially considering that what we decided to do was throw out all the rules that we had. Any any previous guidelines or restrictions that we put on ourselves all went out the window. Uh, so it was liberating in that sense, but it was also terrifying in the sense that we didn't have any anything to really fall back on. It was just uh, we, it was kind of like a high wire without a net. So 
I'm really proud of it. And and I thought that because of that, because there were so few bedrock foundations to stand on, it it became even more interesting because it's so different than anything we did before. And that's, I mean, that's what stood out to me. I mean, uh, you know, because of my age, I mean, I, I remember coming around with automatic and, and monster meaning a lot that opened a lot of doors for me and, and new adventures was great too. And we got to talk about that last time when this hit, there was something in the air. There was something in the air that people were doing. Radiohead was doing it a little bit, you know, and some other bands with electronics. You guys did it in a very different way because there was this very organic sound to these these electronics. In fact, when I listen to it now, what really stands out to me is this 60s vibe. And I was thinking, you know, when you have the younger generations come around and they're like, oh, we're discovering our own 90s. I always think that they forget about that there was this version of the 90s where you all were kind of looking back at the 60s. Like there's a little go-go in there every now and then, you know, there's a, there's some of that stuff. Like where did that, I mean, it may have just been the stuff you grew up on, but did, were, were, did you know that sound was there when you were doing it? You know, we didn't know what was there when we were doing it. We were just winging it. Um, but but I will say this, one thing about, about that record and about REM songs in general, there is usually one guy with a guitar or one guy with a piano at the core of most of them. So... Even though these songs are very, you know, electrified or mechanized or however you wish to to describe it, there's still a real organic song at the core of almost all of it. And that makes a difference. It's not like we just started making noises with machines and, and you know, came out with with these series of sounds. They are real songs underneath all of that. So uh, I think that that makes a difference and gives it a, a stability. What little stability it has comes from that. Uh, and and the organic what organic feel it has also comes from the fact that there there is a song, uh, a really basic simple song underneath all of it. Now, does that go for the same with Airport Man? Because what a flex that was. <laughs> no, Airport Man is is uh, is is I don't know what Airport Man is. It's kind of a it's like a dream sequence to me. It's it's uh, it's it's like a, a person in a daze. It's it's like when you've been through too many airports, you know, and you're wandering through this airport and you're like, which airport am I in? Why am I here? Where am I going? Where have I been? I don't know any of these things. So, um, you know, and and it, and it's such an odd song for REM. And we were in such a weird contrarian mood with everything we'd been through at that point. I said, why don't we just start the record with the weirdest song we've ever made? And And our feeling was, okay, here's the new REM. This is not like the old REM. If you can, if you can appreciate this song, then you'll really like everything else. You know, it's kind of like welcome to the new world. Here's the gateway through which you have to pass to get to it. And uh, and and so we put it up there first, just to let people know kind of what was coming. We got to talk about it in our last interview with you and with you and Michael. Um, but that's a song I, I frequently hum. I find it so comforting to hum that song, which is about all you can do with a song like that, too, is just kind of hum along. <laughs> you know, it, it is oddly soothing in a way, except for the weird, the weird noise that comes in there. But but otherwise, it's it's dreamy, which is which I kind of dig about it. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. 
It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you to get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Mike Mills of REM. I, I feel like the other side of that in, in the context that we're talking is Day Sleeper, which ends up being the first hit, which I find one of the most magical songs that I love to listen to. Like, you know, some songs have magic in it. But when you talk about what you're talking in that it's dreamy and then you have a song called Day Sleeper, you know, I mean, and the airports and then you have that video of, of you know, the offices and all that, like, like, it seems like if you can define it at all, that might be one of those things you look back on. Because usually when you, you write a song and, and maybe a little of that falls on Stipe's shoulders because he's putting the lyrics to it, but but you don't know what you're writing about until much later. And then you go, oh, look, there was a theme. There was something happening there. Right, you know, right. Does yeah, that, that serve true for that? Well, for that song, you know, I don't know. I think when, when we write the music, we usually have no idea what Michael's going to do with it. So... You know, there are a lot of songs we wrote that I thought would be these like supremely pop things that turned out to be not pop at all. And yet we're probably better songs for it. And and that's fine. You know, that's that's that was a lot of fun for us was to write a song and give it to Michael and have no idea what, if anything, he would come back with. Uh, I think Day Sleeper holds together really well because it was one of the first songs that we recorded uh, before things started getting really weird in terms of of you know, the balance of the band and, 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 and recording schedules and, and, you know, who shows up early, who shows up late, that kind of thing. And, and that's when it all got a little crazy, which I think leads to a lot of the the craziness on the record, which is all fine, but airport man, I mean, excuse me, day sleeper is a little more cohesive simply because we, we hadn't fragmented uh, at that point that like we happened to later. Was one of those other instances you were talking about not knowing, you know, thinking it was going to be one thing and it was the other uh, was the sad professor fall into that. 
because when I go back and I was watching the documentary, um, this way up or something, whatever it's called. Um, and, uh, and there you are and you're playing the guitar and, and you guys are writing it. And then Michael says he writes what ends up being the saddest song that he's ever written. Uh... <laughs> um, I thought there was a sad sweetness to it when I wrote it. Um, and I, and I thought Michael would pick up on that. I mean, you know, like I said, he he can take songs in different directions, but I don't know where you're going to take that other than to sort of be kind of sad and sweet. Uh, there's just there's only so many places you can go with that kind of song. Uh, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite songs that we ever did, really. I, I think, uh, you know, Michael broke talking about breaking the rules. Well, Michael broke one of the main ones, which is that you don't break up sentences over. You just don't break them up like he did. It's very disjointed which is kind of like maybe the thinking of a of an alcoholic professor might be. But you really sort of have to pay attention to it to find out which words are connected and which ones aren't. So, uh, you know, it, I, I just think it's a beautiful song and it's really sad, but I, I really like it. While we're talking about songs, um, the one I probably hit the most is Hope. I don't know why I'm drawn to that song. I know there was a little melody line there with uh, with Leonard Cohen, and maybe that's why, but... Uh, but that's the one I've always wanted to add in, in just a general term to what we're talking about. Like, where did that song come from? Because again, this is a complete electronic thing that's happening here. You know, I was trying to remember what the genesis of that song was the other day. And I, I, I'm not sure I know. I'm, I'm sure Peter had something to do with it because, uh, you know, anything that I didn't come up with most of the time, it was Peter. So, but I don't remember what that was before it turned into what it is, if that makes any sense. Um, it was always going to be some, it's a, it's a Pat McCarthy song as much as anything else. Uh, it was always going to be a very heavily, uh, electronified, uh, and mechanized song. Um, and so we really, in a big way, turned that one over to Pat. Uh, so a lot of what you hear that isn't Michael is, is Pat McCarthy. It's a cool track. And those, and, and, you know, I, I could keep going on there too, because, you know, Lotus being one of those, it's kind of like that, you know, just bizarre, cool stuff that's happening. But, but then, you know, okay, fast forward 25 years and, uh, and we get this box and I was thinking about the way you guys have been doing these deluxe editions, because a lot of times they collect B-sides, live cuts and everything. This one doesn't quite seem like it. Like there are songs, uh, what did I write there? The emphysema and, and surfing the ganges, ganges, like those aren't part of it. Like when you all talk about doing these, these deluxe editions, I think for the fans, we're like, oh, what's going to be on here that we haven't heard? This one doesn't exactly get that. What was the conversation about this one? Um, I'll be honest with you. I, it wasn't my idea. Uh, I like putting the demos on there, but it seemed like this was such a departure record for us uh, that just continuing to put out demos and outtakes and things, it just seemed a little out of character with this record. Uh, this record, because we had thrown out literally every rule we had when we made it, when we when we put it out you know we printed the lyrics we did we just we just said there are no rules so the other rules we broke were well we're not gonna we're not gonna fill it up with outtakes and demos we're gonna give something completely different to maybe our most different records so we put the and also it's just in the in, in keeping with the bizarre nature of it it's us on party of five i mean there's not too much weirder than that uh so so we just added the live show and and also there's an odd juxtaposition of putting a live show with with our least live record um, you know, it gives maybe it gives it a little humanity, a little organic feel that might not have been there if we just put out a bunch of demos. It's nice hearing the live stuff because we didn't we didn't get to experience that in that way at the time. Not for a little bit later, but uh, you know, those songs, like all of our songs, like I said, there's a song at the core of everything, which means that you can somehow reproduce it live one way or another. 
are there vault songs in that way? I mean, you know, in another 20 years, do we get to turn around and be like, okay, now we're going to start releasing all the songs you haven't, like, do those even exist? Oh yeah. There's still plenty of stuff lying around, but you know, there's a reason you haven't heard most of it. You know, I mean, I know as a fan, I'm always curious about outtakes and demos and things like that, but uh, you have to decide if it enhances the knowledge of a song or if it diminishes it. Um, and, you know, especially for, for the singers, Michael in particular, but even, even, you know, Bill and I trying to find parts in the background, the it's, it's like laws and sausages. You don't always want to see how they're made. I don't, you know, that's of course. Yeah. Right. I know as the artist, that's how you feel. And that's how most artists feel about their work. And then you turn around the Beatles are like, okay, you get everything, you get everything, everything, you get all the chatter in between, you get everything. And, and we're like, yeah, give us more still. We don't want <laughs> Well, you know, they were funny, you know, they, they were, they, they have those accents. Of course you want to hear them talk. Um, I don't think we recorded a lot of chatter, so it's not like we're ever going to have uh, the great experience that is the love show in Las Vegas, which I absolutely adore. I've seen it at least twice, if not three times, you know, that's just a, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad they captured all that stuff for us to listen to later. Um, and, and, you know, yes, there are a couple of really cool demos, uh, from this record a suspicion is on this record right um peter's peter's demo of suspicion is actually better than what's on the record but it's got some things wrong with it that meant we couldn't use it so uh you know that may see the light of day someday it, it's even more atmospheric and beautiful than the one on the record but uh who knows someday that'll probably find its way out yeah, yeah i mean just one of those i mean they're bands uh, Pearl Jam comes to mind, The Lost Dogs. It was like, it was it. It was like, okay, we're not going to put these on an anniversary edition. We're just going to compile them all onto its own little album. Yeah, I mean, we've done that before. We put out Eponymous, which was a collection of lunacy and B-sides. And, uh, you know, we don't have a problem doing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, just this just wasn't the time. And we'll be right back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Mike Mills of REM. Well, in the meantime, you've got other folks waving the flag for you. Uh, the Mickey Dolan's EP and Soccer Mommy. Uh, also covering you guys on her new EP. Like, this feels like a nice time. Like, there's something, it's all coming together for REM. Well, if you last long enough, you can become cool again. You know, the thing is, you first of all, you have to last long enough to become uncool, which we successfully did. And then if you continue to to be in the ether, uh, you'll become cool again. I I noticed it when they started, uh, I I, I don't watch uh, those, you know, the voice in America's got talent. I don't, I don't really watch them, but I know that people started covering REM songs. You know, people were playing everybody hurts and and a few other things. And I said, okay, that's it. We're on the way back. Uh, but you know, you just got the feel that, that we were being rediscovered by a, a, a new generation of people who didn't know the baggage of us becoming uncool uh, of us, you know, the career, the downward career arc, which happens to everyone. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people weren't familiar with that. We didn't have any baggage. So they said, oh, this is a cool song. I'll sing that. Um, and that's, that is kind of nice to see that, that having stuck around this long, uh, people are rediscovering our stuff and, and, and we're validated in the sense that when we made these records, one of our only overriding, uh, ethical ideas was that it be timeless. We really didn't want any record to have so much of the sound of the day that it sounded dated when you played it later. In fact, we had a one of our only real problems with IRS was when we made Murmur and they told I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. They told uh, they told uh, Mitch and Don to update that snare sound and, and do these other things that made it contemporary early 80s and peter and i heard it and said what the fuck are you doing this is unacceptable so we had to go back and remix a lot of it to get that 80s sound out of it even now when i listen to radio for europe that snare sound bugs me because it's still got too much of that 80s feel but what my point is that that you know because we wanted to make these records timeless i think that's why they hold up now for people who hadn't heard them 20 25 years ago yeah it's been fun too uh the one thing i didn't mention was uh, of course the bear bringing back strange currencies which you know fucking amazing song right there i'm so happy it sort of got its moment in the sun did you all see that coming i mean that's got to be one of those moments that has to be a bit a little bit of a surprise well it was a big surprise you know we we've had lots of people asking us to use our songs over the years and we almost always say yes uh what's gratifying about this is that it's such an awesome show it is such a great show it's so well done um, and it, the use of our music in it and other people's music is so spot on. They, those guys really uh, know what they're doing and their, their love of both their craft and, and their art and the music that they apply to that is clear. And so that's what makes it work so well. And I'm thrilled that, 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 that they chose to use our stuff as much as they have and that it's such a great show. I haven't seen season two yet. So, uh, but I understand that it's, it's even more harrowing than season one, but, but also great. You're in for something you are, and it's renewed for the third season. So hopefully there'll be uh, much more uh, from you guys. Uh, and, and that's an easy way to wrap this up by saying what's next. Uh, you were just here in Louisville with the baseball project. Great to have you back in town as usual, but uh, what, what happens next for you? Uh, what is next? Uh, I leave tomorrow to head to Spain for a few big star shows. Uh, um, and really, that's 
it, you know, the concerto thing that I wrote has, uh, has several different, you know, we won an Emmy, by the way, I'm going to put that out there. Congratulations. A Night of Georgia Music, which is uh, a part of the, uh, it's one of the iterations of the concerto. It's a regional Emmy, but hey, it weighs the same as the other Emmy. So, uh, uh, you know, so we have a lot of concerto stuff going on, uh, but really it's been a busy year. Trying to keep next year a little bit more open, but we'll see what happens. Mike, it's always such a pleasure to catch up with you. I really do mean that. Uh, 25th anniversary edition of Up. I've waited 25 years to get to this point. So, uh, <laughs> and I am and I can't wait for the anniversary of Reveal next. So that's uh, still on the way. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm actually looking forward to that too. Yeah, man. It's great talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. Same to you, Kyle. Thank you. My thanks to Mike Mills. The 25th anniversary edition of Up is out now. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button again so you can keep up uh, with the entire interview series. That, uh, three new interviews sent your way every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at any of the places you care to subscribe to. But uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, episode, if you head over to Apple Podcasts and follow there and leave us a review, uh, you can win some cool, exclusive Consequence merchandise. Uh, and again, what you do is you, you head to Apple Podcasts, you uh, subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with Podcast, you leave us a review, then you head to the link in the show notes of this one right here and submit that info along with a screenshot of your review and, uh, and you could be winning some stuff, uh, again, over at Apple Podcasts. After you do all of that, head over to WFPK.org. It's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We get the best in new music. There's bonus interviews. Uh, one, of my recent, uh, one of my recent episodes had the music of, uh, of Jewel, Sarah Vaughn, My Morning Jacket, The Ramones, Elvis Costello, Bob Mould, St. Vincent, The Shins, Jimi Hendrix, David Bowie, The Cranberries, Jack White, The Afghan Wigs, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, The Bengals, Groove Armada, Peter Gabriel, U2, Grateful Dead, 10,000 Maniacs, Tom Waits, and my interview with Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses. Just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also catch me on the uh, social media sites. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I didn't. I didn't know it was video. I didn't, let me. I don't think I look very good, but that's probably not any better. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org, from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.